Okay, let me get into my message. I didn't preach it out good enough this morning. I'm, I'm really geared up now. Filled back up again. I feel a two-hour message coming. Can you say amen? Y'all lying? <laughs> Y'all be going to KFC by the time I say amen. Okay, so our, this uh, series is titled, I Love My Church. And I will say myself, I love my church. I love you. I appreciate you. I'm so proud of you. I'm so thankful that we are just real. Like us or not, we just real. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Thank you for being fun people. Thank you for being understanding people. I appreciate that. I love you. And so our text is found, I was glad, Psalms 122, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And I hope that's what you can say. I hope somebody didn't have to drag you here today. I hope you were waiting to come to church. I hope you love your church. And I would say this, if you don't love your church, you either have a spiritual problem or a location problem. Now, always, because you don't love the church, it may not be the preacher's fault or the church's fault. It could be your fault. So it could be you, and you just won't find something to blame except yourself. Okay, but moving on. And, um, but it could be a location problem, and I would say this. If it's not you, and you just cannot love your church, and if it's moved church, I'll say this in love, I would say find a church that you can love. Because you should love your church, you should love its people, you should love its pastor, you should love its mission, you should love the way it worships God. You should love your church. So our text today is found in Hebrews 10, verse 24 through 25. And let us consider how we may spur one another toward good, another toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing. Just reading the scripture, that's what it says. <laughs> but encourage one another all the more as you see the day approaching. And the day is approaching, folks, and we ought to be loving each other, encouraging each other, and more committed to the body of Christ than ever. So today I want to talk to you just a few moments about the place of love. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for these precious people. I thank you for Move Church. Our church name says it all. We are moving after you, and Lord God, we thank you for blessing this assembly. Bless these people. Lord, speak to our hearts today. Church, would you pray it with me? Lord, speak to my heart. Change my life. In Jesus' name, amen. A mother woke up her son on a Sunday morning by saying, Son, it's time to get ready to go to church. <clears throat> son replied, Mom, I don't want to go to church. Those people are mean. The mother responded, You have to go. You're the pastor. That's an oldie but a goodie. <laughs> so why love the church? Some people have been hurt in church. They would say that they love God, but maybe just don't love the church. And if you have been hurt in church, I'm sorry. I want to talk about that. You cannot. I'll get back to that in a minute. 
Some people would say, <clears throat> we don't need organized religion. And others would, they attend church, but they really don't love the church. They just see it as a religious routine. Check that box for the week. And the church should be so much more to you. Now, please, if you have been hurt in church, allow God to heal you, and he will. And he will place you in a place that will help you to heal and you can mature. It will not be a perfect place because it doesn't exist. But he will put you in a place, a body that can love on you and help you with that. But hear me, don't allow the foolish actions of some people keep you from the body of Christ. <clears throat> now, at the same time, don't keep using that as, as an excuse either to justify your actions. Allow God to heal. Find a place to plug in. Now, listen. The church is vitally important to your spiritual health. God loves the church. And I want to give you six reasons that you should love the church also, okay? The first one, it is the body of Christ. And, and people do say, and I don't understand it, well, I love God, man, but I don't love the church. Well, you just haven't found the right church. Ephesians 5, listen to what it says, 23. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he's the Savior. Husbands, love your wives. Look, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. So Christ loved the church and loves the church so much, he was willing to die for. He gave his life for it. He knows it has flaws. He knows it's not perfect, but he sent his spirit to work in it. And if you're a part of the body of Christ, the Spirit of God is working in you individually and us corporately to help us to become more like Christ. I'm so thankful, aren't you, for the work of the Holy Spirit. Number two, it is God's answer to the world's problem. The world's problem is sin. That is it. The world, it manifests in many different ways, but the world's problem that we're face, problems that we're facing right now, it is sin. And the church has the answer to sin. The answer is Jesus loves, Jesus forgives, and Jesus heals. That's our message. That's the gospel in just a phrase. Jesus loves, Jesus forgives, and Jesus heals. Amen? So when you're a part of the church, you're a part of something that's so much bigger than you. The church, the church is ordained and empowered by God to impact the whole world. So the third thing about the church, it's a place to grow spiritually. Ephesians says this, so Christ himself, Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up, look, until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness 
of Christ. So listen, it says Christ himself gave the leadership to the church. So he appoints the leadership, he anoints the leadership to preach, to prophesy, to lead, so that we can learn spiritual truths and we can use those truths to grow up ourselves and to help reach other people so they may grow up in Christ. And that is the function of the church. If you are in a church when you cannot receive from its leaders, you need to ask, first of all, is it a problem with me? And if it's not, if it's not a problem with you, you need to be able to find a place that you can follow the leadership so you can receive what God has for you. And that is, that's just the truth. I would say that if I was not your pastor, I want to tell you the truth. However, don't blame the leadership of the church for just maybe your own spiritual laziness and complacency. Now, I'm not saying this to move church. This is for a pastor friend, okay? He's going to show his video, this video to his church. Because throughout church history, I've heard, I'm just not getting fed here. And sometimes, it may be you're just looking for the wrong food. Or, I'm just not growing spiritually. Well, just maybe, just maybe sometimes it may start feeding yourself. So I'm glad we got that for him. It's going to help him out a lot. So, um, but be able to receive, be able to receive from the leadership. God himself appoints the leadership of the church to be able to help us mature so we can help reach others. Amen. So it's a place also to experience the supernatural. So God works through the local church. He does it by anointing its fellowship, again, anointing its leadership, anointing its worship. The glory of God falls when we come together, lifting his name up in unity. He blesses a unified and loving fellowship. I'm so glad God's glory rests on Move Church. I'm so thankful that he can do things during praise and worship. A miracle can happen at any time when we're all together worshiping God lifting him up. Jesus said it himself, where two or three gather together in my name, even if they're socially distancing, there am I with them. So my prayer is that every time we gather, the anointing of God would be evident and the glory of God would blanket every one of us, no matter where we are spiritually. May everyone at Move Church be able to say, the Lord is in this place. And I believe we can. Number five, it's a place where godly relationships are made. You know, growing up in the church that I grew up in, we called all the elders, those, if you were old enough to be a parent, we called you brother and sister. It didn't make a lot of sense to me as a kid, because if they're old enough to be my parent, they're not my brother, why am I calling them brother? <clears throat> How many of you grew up that way? That's just what you called each other. Brother, so-and-so, sister, Sister Patty. How you doing, Sister Patty? Sister. And uh, so as a kid, you know, it, it may seem a little weird, but that's just the way we did it. So quit questioning it. 
we don't so much do that anymore. But it's not a bad tradition. The tradition goes all the way back to the early believers. You see it in the Bible. It acknowledges the kinship we have together in Christ. John 1 Verse 12 and 13 says, Yet to all who receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. We may look different, but if we've received Christ, we have the same father. We have the same brother. He's called Jesus Christ. Can you believe it? He is our brother. The family of God is not perfect, but it should be close. It should be personal. Yeah, like any family, we may have a crazy uncle or two. We may have a nosy aunt or two. But hey, don't try to figure out who those are in this church, okay? But we are family. We love each other. Amen? In church, you will make relationships, and you'll encourage each other, and they'll help hold you accountable and they will be there for you. You'll create lasting, life-lasting, long-lasting friendships in the body of Christ. And that's what it should be. Let me give you one more reason. There's plenty of them, but one more. It's a place where God's love can be experienced. And this is where I want to camp out at just for a moment till we close. Jesus said himself, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, not at the name of your church, not how well you can say amen, is if you love one another. Love is the litmus test for a disciple of Christ. It's an indicator of a church where God's presence dwells. First John says this, dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God, anyone, everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. God is love, that's just who he is. If love is not in a church, then God is not in the church. I'm so glad that's not moved, church. A church where God's presence can be felt is a place where God's love can be experienced. So let me bring it home to Move Church. Now that we've helped that pastor out with his church, let's bring it home right here. Let's make it personal. And I am proud of our church. We are a place that loves each other, and it's seen in our fellowship. And God blesses it. This is one of, well, I'll get to that in a minute. I've already preached this one time, so I'll just forget where I need to jump in at, you know? And Move Church is and will continue to be a place of love. And I want to give you, in closing, four declarations of love that we hold to at this church, okay? Reasons Move Church is a place of love. If you're taking notes, oh, by the way, there's about three pages of notes. Just choose the one you want on the app. That's my fault. Okay, number one, we love those who don't look like us. That should be a good place to amen. Thank y'all. And let me just say this, right now at Move Church, we look way too much alike. 
God is going to help us to reach every race in our region. I want to see every skin color, every culture, every age, every background represented at Move Church. When we all come together to worship God, I believe it's the closest thing to what heaven looks like when we all come together in unity to give God praise. Now, Move Church, I want you to help me. and You have done a great job. I believe that, but we're going to keep doing it. We want to reach black people, brown people, yellow people, red people, white people. We want to reach purple people if there are any out there. Let's reach them. Now, I have to give us a side note in lieu of the events of today. Don't allow the events going on today or the news about them sow seeds of hatred and prejudice in your heart. Remember, every race has a different experience and a perspective based on that experience. Don't categorize a whole race by the actions of a few. Hear me. We all bleed red and Jesus bled for us all. So we are a church for all people because Jesus died for all. Amen? And also, we, we love those who don't act like us. And I'm talking about those who are yet to come to move church or maybe some that have, but they're just not uh, spiritually mature. They haven't been given enough time to grow in the Lord. Now hear me, loving others does not mean being passive about spiritual truth. Love for others demands us to give them the truth because that's what sets them free. But we must be very careful to do so in love. Make sure we're trying to make them look like Christ and not like us now. And let's be sure that if it is to mature in Christ, we do it very carefully in love. Ephesians says this, Then there will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching, and the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head. That is Christ. So in Move Church, we believe that we should follow Christ's command, and that's the Great Commission. And he said, go and make disciples of all people. And disciples, we are a disciple growing in God, and God uses us to help make other disciples to grow in God. Move Church, we're disciples who make disciples. That is the church's function that is your function and my function as a Christian. We should do that. But be very careful, again, not to try to make them look like you. Make them look like Jesus. Amen. Can I give you another little side note? I'm going to do it anyway. So be careful with your opinions. If you want to reach others with the gospel... Don't taint your influence with your perspective on things that really do not matter. I'm just helping that pastor again right now. If, be very careful not to isolate yourself from the people that God could use you to reach by sharing your opinion. 
look, social media can be used in a wonderful way. We're using it now, and we're so thankful that you're watching right now online. But be very careful. Can we just keep some of our opinions to ourselves? Do we just have to share everything about everything? It seems like today everybody's got to... Everybody... <laughs> Everybody's got an opinion about everything today. Let's just keep it, keep it to yourself. Be very careful because you could actually say something that would hinder your influence on somebody that God could use you to reach. Selah. Let's take the whole truth of the gospel, amen? Even the hard stuff. Mm. So, um, we love those who... Uh, don't even act like us, okay? We want to be able to reach them with the truth, but we do so in love. And hear me. You don't have to see eye to eye to walk hand in hand. So to be a place of love, we're going to share the truth, but we're going to give grace at the same time. That is the way Jesus, that's who Jesus was. The scripture says this, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father. Look, full of, would you say it with me? Grace and truth. Let's have some grace. Let's give the truth, but let's have some grace also. Amen. All right, I'm losing half the congregation. That Facebook opinion thing lost half of y'all. Come on, you're going to do it. Jesus is going to help us. Number three, you ready? We love those who are yet to join us. I hope that we have a reputation in this area to be a church that loves people. They may never attend our church, but they know that they could, and they know that if they did, they would be loved on. Church, let's live in love, let's serve in love. People are watching us more than we know. Let living in love be your mission, your life mission. I just want to reach people for Jesus. I just want to use my life to reach people for Jesus, don't you? Let's let that be our goal's desire. Well, you know, let's just use our life up for Jesus. Now, let me give you the last one. And we love those who are in our family. We love everyone in the family of God. That's other churches and other denominations. Even though we're non-denominational, we don't put down other denominations. I slipped, uh, 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 you know, sometimes what I think is funny, it just comes out of my mouth. And I know last week I made a reference about those dead in Christ. And it was brought to my attention by a couple of people, and I appreciate it because that means we have a goal to reach everybody. We want to minister to everybody. And I made a reference about the dead in Christ being Presbyterian. That's just a, it was a stupid joke. Came out of my mouth, thought it was funny. It, it, there's Presbyterians more alive in God than, than Pentecostals, I know, okay? So we want to be sensitive. We want to think about the whole family of God. We love the body of Christ. It doesn't matter your religious background. If Jesus, if God is your God and Jesus is your Savior, that means God is our Father and we are brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen? We love the whole family of God. 
So all of my precious Presbyterian friends, I love you. I love you. You just get stupid sometimes. I get funny in my own mind. Does anybody else get like that sometimes? <laughs> okay, I want to close with this. Uh, I want to read 1 Corinthians 13. It says, if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. To who? To God. You may look impressive to other people, but if you don't have love, God says you're just making noise. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all the mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, I may be able to get my own private ministry jet, but if I do not have love, I am nothing. Nothing to God. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardships, that I may boast, I may get a statue in my name, but if I do not have love, I gain nothing. It's worth nothing in heaven. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Look. Love never fails. Would you stand, please? Thank you, Jesus, for such a wonderful church. I want you to do something, if you would, before you leave. If you feel comfortable. If, if you're new to the church, you don't know anybody. Okay, that's, I understand it. This will come later on. But if, but if you've been here for a minute and you know some of the people, I want you, before you leave today, to share appreciation with them in some way. Just, it was a t won't take but a moment. Just go up and say, hey, I appreciate this about you. I appreciate you doing this. And, um, you know, that's the way we show love. We respect each other. We acknowledge each other. We pray for each other. And we're fixing to do that. I want to say three prayers. First of all, the most important prayer is a prayer of commitment. This is the prayer that if you have not given your life to Christ, but today you want to do so, we want to pray with you that that would happen. And, and we believe the Holy Spirit is already working in your heart to pull you close to him so you can have a relationship with him. This applies to you watching online. You can pray it right where you are. God is with you. If you feel your heart stirring and saying, Pastor, I want to give my life to Christ today, we want to pray with you. This prayer will begin a relationship with Jesus Christ for you. You have to pursue him. You you have to uh, be intentional about it, but he will help you to do that. Because what happens, he forgives you of your sin, and the very Spirit of God moves into your life. And folks, that is life itself. Or if you have sin in your life, and you know your relationship is not where it should be with Christ, and today you want to ask him to forgive you, pray this prayer with us. We'll give you the words you give your heart, okay? Let's pray it together. You can even pray it watching online. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me so much that you gave your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for my sins. I'm a sinner. 
I need a Savior. Would you forgive me for all my sins? Would you come into my heart? Would you change my life? And I'm going to do my best to live for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you just did that, you just gave your life to Christ, you need to get plugged into a good church, a church that will love on you, and you can feel God's presence. And I know that smooth church. I pray that you would pray about being a part of our family. Now, I want you to pray a couple of prayers. Uh, if you would, make them personal between you and the Lord, and I'll close us out in both of these prayers. The first one is this. Would you pray for, uh, for the leadership at Move Church and the people of Move Church? So pray for Move Church. Would you do that? Take just a moment and ask God to bless this house, bless the leadership, bless me as your pastor, where I would always hear from him, his word. Bless our worship. Bless all of our volunteers. Would you do that? Begin praying for Move Church, that God would use us to reach other people, the thousands of people that we will reach in Jesus' name. Begin praying now. You don't have to pray it out loud, but you can if you want to. Lord, would you do it? Would you bless this house? Lord, we thank you. We come together in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for everybody you've brought, but you're going to bring so many more. We thank you, Lord God, for your anointing. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Use us. Use us as a church, Lord God. Let your anointing always settle on this house, on our worship. We need you, Lord God. I need you. We want to hear from you. Lord God, we want to do your will. We want to be a place where people can grow. We want to make disciples who make disciples. Let your love always be felt here. In the name of Jesus, amen, amen. And then the last uh, prayer, I want you to pray yourself for God to use you this upcoming week to share his love with somebody else. Would you do that? Some way, somehow, that God would use you to be able to show his love to someone else. Would you do that? Now go ahead and pray. Thank you, God. Would you do that? Use us, God. Use me, God. Help me, Lord God. Help me, Lord Jesus. Father, use us, Lord God. Fill us with your love. Lord, that we would have um, your love in our hearts for others and give us opportunities, Lord. Let us hear your voice, what to do, that we can share your love with others. Your love makes the difference. Your word says your love covers over a multitude of sins. Lord God, use me, use us this week. Let us be known as a people that love others, and then we'll be known as your disciples. And I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so don't forget when you leave this morning to share appreciation uh, with someone else. If you know folks around you, I want to thank you so much for being here today. Y'all, every week is going to just get better and better, and we'll... We're doing our best. We're taking it serious, but we're just not going to be weird. But look, I want you to feel safe, okay? So we have hand sanitizing stations all over this place. Uh, we have the offering box in the back. And, and as you leave this morning, before you leave, I want to pray a blessing over you, a pastor's blessing over you, a priestly blessing. So if you feel comfortable with this, you don't have to, but if you feel comfortable, just raise your hand. 
And in dismissal, I want to pray this prayer over you. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would bless them indeed. Bless them with more than they need so they can be a blessing. Lord, I pray that you would enlarge their influence over others, that they can be used by you in great ways. Help them, help me to be mission-minded and not maintenance-minded. Lord, would you fill us with your presence. Fill them with your Holy Spirit. Let them sense you every day. Lord God, let them know you're right there with them and protect them from the enemy, the schemes of the enemy, the temptation of the enemy, the sickness, the plague of the enemy. And I thank you for that. Bless your church. Bless your people. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Go 